A very good afternoon to our cherished listeners once again. It's always exciting to come your way every Wednesday with your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Masterclass comes your way every Wednesday at 1.15 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2 p.m. here on your superstation Joy 99.7. It's the 18th of March today, and we're officially in the third month of the year. Pretty soon it will be Christmas in about eight or nine months. We're also celebrating 25 years of media excellence here at Multimedia, and we're also celebrating the Arrive Alive campaign. We say that whatever you do, if you jump into any motor vehicle of any kind, by all means, do drive safely. Do not text while you drive and make sure that you arrive alive. We bring you today's edition of Masterclass. So if you've been listening to Masterclass in the last couple of weeks, I think six or seven weeks now, you'll find that we've been discussing a very sensitive and rather interesting topic here on the show. Today we'll also open the phone lines a bit early. In the last couple of shows, I did mention that we're going to be spending some time with some of our listeners in the studio. Two weeks ago, I think it was, we spent time with Sabina in the studio. Last week, we spent time with Ifia, Usisi Adai, Kobe Hima. And I remember her full name. <laughs> Today, we also have a wonderful person in guest studio. I'll be introducing him shortly, but this show will not be complete, or this discussion will not be complete without... Our first, should I say, um, founder and CEO of the first Emotional Intelligence Center in Ghana, I think in Africa for that matter, Mr. James Quisi Addison, who has given us the privilege of sharing some thoughts with us um, and some insights on the topic of emotional intelligence. We've discussed at length what it is, what it's not, how it affects your business, how it can cost you money, how it can make you money, how you should behave. Empathetic listening, we've talked about being aggressive and being assertive. Last week, we talked about marketing and sales. Today, we move into another area of emotional intelligence, and that area is one of emotional resilience. Emotional resilience. How emotionally resilient are you? Oftentimes, you find that in the upper echelon of business where corporates are involved, you find that if you went to a CEO and said, listen, I have a company, I need to scale up, so I need to borrow $200,000, I need to borrow 100,000 Ghana CDs. Sometimes you find that they ask you to play a game with them of golf. I don't want to give golf too much mileage this afternoon, but it's said to be one of the games that teaches you life. And one of the things they look out for while they play that game with you is how you react when you are up, how you react when you are down, how you react when no one is watching, how you react when everyone is watching. Emotional resilience. What do you do as a business owner? when things are down. It's easy to react when things are up because everybody knows what to do when things are up. But what do you do when things are down? Do you stop? If there's anything that characterizes entrepreneurship, nothing does it better like failure because you will find that there's a lot of people who have failed in their businesses. Um, And I'm going to share some thoughts with you of persons who have failed in their businesses um, or in their fields of endeavor before they finally succeed. But before I do that, help me welcome here on the show Mr. Isaac Edupong, who is um, right. the CEO, right? Mr. Edupong, right? Yeah, I'm a consultant there, actually. Okay, a right. Consultant. Right, he's a consultant at Lead It Africa. And this is a management cons- um, consultancy which also deals in strategy and helping businesses to become better, right? Okay. So, Isaac, you're welcome to the show. Thank you. Right. Okay. So we're going to be sharing some thoughts with Isaac also today, as Mr. Addison also shares some additional thoughts with us. But just to take you through a few people, if you think that you're the only one who has failed at what you're doing, 
Here are some examples, and these examples are not Ghanaian, so I'm leaving the Ghanaian examples for you. Okay. When you call through, when we open the phone lines, we would like for you to share with us your you know, idea of Ghanaians who have failed. I know a couple of them myself, but I'd like for, to hear them from you. Who are the Ghanaians you know who have failed at business so many times before they finally made it? <clears throat> There's a gentleman called Sir James Dyson. Um, he invented what we call the bagless vacuum cleaner. The bagless vacuum cleaner. Typically, vacuum cleaners have bags in them. But this one used a certain technology, and he failed so many times before. Uh, it doesn't say how many times he failed. But the next person um, we know here is uh, Sir Abraham Lincoln. He was a lawyer and a statesman, and he also failed many times. I think we know how many times Abraham Lincoln failed before he became the 16th president of the United States. Um, we also have James Edison. James Edison, this is the man who invented the light bulb. Mm -hmm. um, he also failed, I think, 1,000 times or so before he finally um, got it to work. We also have one of the biggest industries today, which is the cartoon industry for, for children. And the gentleman who comes to mind is Walt Disney. Walt Disney failed a total, he was rejected a total of 302 times. Because he always wrote a script and said, I want to build an empire of cartoons for children. And everywhere he went, they would reject it. Everywhere he went, yeah. they would reject his idea. And he failed 302 times before he was finally accepted and giving financing to start his show. Then the final one is the most popular one. Because about food. Food is something that will always open doors. Food is going to be here in the future. No matter how much money we say we don't have, we always find food to eat. So after the Second World War, there's a gentleman, Sir um, Kennel Sanders. Kennel Sanders finished the war and he said, what can I do now that I'm not fighting again? And he said, I know how to fry chicken. So he started to fry some chicken. He was refused 1,009 times selling his recipe to a franchise to say, I want to start a big business. 1,009 times. He never stopped. He kept pushing it. He kept pushing it. And finally, he uh, founded the, one of the biggest food franchises today, yeah, Kentucky Fried Chicken. We all call it KFC. It's so big that now it's here in Ghana, <laughs> all the way from the U.S. Yeah, so these yeah. are just a few examples of people who failed at the endeavor. You probably know a lot more people. But Ms. Addison, in the next few minutes, mm. and I want you to start so that I'll come to Isaac at some point and uh, share some experience while we get interactive. Talk to us about emotional resilience. What are the things that a business person should look out for? Okay, Thomas Edison, not James Edison. Thank you very much. I've got a, a correction there. On, it means that my listeners are, are active today. Thank you so much for that correction, Thomas Edison, not James Edison. So share with us, what should a business person know or look out for where it comes to being resilient in business? I can't sell to save my life. I get very demotivated when somebody says no. I remember, I remember growing up at some point, you know, uh, we used to help out a bit. Um, and whenever you went to sell something to someone and they said no, at times they would bang the door, you know, they would slam the door on you. And it feels like your whole world has come down. But successful people didn't stop. You shared the uh, example of Jack Ma, Alibaba, yeah. Yeah. and a few others also. So talk to us today. What are the things we should take note of as we discuss the issue of being resilient emotionally in business. Talk to us. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm very happy for this particular topic. This should have been our fourth topic when we decided to do only in February. But because we added much, I decided to put it at the tail end. And when uh, this weekend, I decided to visit one of my uncles, who is an epitome of resilience. 
embodiment of resilience and a paragon. Now, this is somebody that I've known and grown to know that from the onset of life has gone through a lot of challenges but have stood the test of time, including his business and his personal life. And I want to pay uh, a shout-out to Ebushapin Yao Edia of Enyandincha traditional area. And uh, he knows in the uh, personal life as Azekintiakun mm-hmm. uh, of Isaac Motos in uh, Abosokai. They are tuning now and they are listening to us. Wow. I'm very happy that such a person has lead whatever I'm going to talk about today. Now, I have two stories today, a very good one and a bad one. But because the bad story sells, <laughs> I want to sell the bad one first. Now, no matter how prepared we are in life, no matter the knowledge that we acquired in life, no matter the skills, no matter the system that we put in place, there is the likelihood that we are likely to hit a rock in our life as well as doing business. So that is the bad news. No matter the prayers we attend and the prophets we know, we'll still encounter unassumed situations in life. Mm. Now, if this is true, then ability to manage a distressing emotions or hard times is something that should be a big deal to all of us. And I'm very happy that we are discussing it today. Now, the good news is that these skills that we're talking about, our ability to bounce back in terms of challenges and even do better is what we call the emotional resilience. And these skills, the good news is that it's learnable, it's teachable. Addison International is in Ghana and it's taking corporate, it's taking individuals, it's taking uh, workers through emotional resilience uh, strategies and ability to build our emotional capital. Now, to run a business and to be successful, it means you have the ability to navigate the bad times that comes with any particular business. Now, because we are humans and emotions are part of us, now what happens is that even a change in technology is likely to bring to bear or trigger a particular emotions of the leader a particular emotions of the entrepreneur who, when these emotions are not managed properly, is likely to push the business down the lane. Now, to be successful as an entrepreneur, you need to be emotionally resilient. Now, no business venture is exempted from challenges. This is very, very important. This is so because change is inevitable. What keeps on changing is change. So change is inevitable in our life and in our business. Though emotionally it may be disturbing, but arming ourselves with a lot of adaptabilities Mm. will go a long way to help us deal with these issues. Now, in the ebb and the flow of doing business, we are likely to be confronted with challenges or circumstances which call for us to adapt. Now, I want us to have this quote. I think it's from James Dow, uh, Charles Darwin. He said, it is not the strongest of the species that survive, <coughs> nor the most intelligent. I want us to take notes here. This is a, a very old uh, proverb, but I think it's, it, it has stand, stood the test of time. It is not the strongest of the species that survive, 
not the most intelligent, but the most responsive to change. This is an indication to the fact that for you to stand the test of time, you must be adaptable. Very, very important. So any entrepreneur that has not gotten the ability to adapt to changes and new shift is likely to have a challenges in his business. Now, in most of our business endeavor, we might have been hearing the statement that the, the adaptability as a skill is now the watchword for doing business of the 21st century. But I want to emphasize and add that adaptability is not just the watchword. It's now the watch skill. It's the watch skill now. That means that every leader that wants to be successful should be prepared to adapt because changes will keep on coming no matter how prepared we are with a particular business in mind. Now, adaptable people are courageous. These are people that will tackle setback courageously. Now, they have the ability to learn the valuable lessons that life throws at them and they get on with life. That at any point in time, the only thing that takes them off is death. That so far as they have the breath, they have that belief that things can change for better. And having that in mind will trigger that hormones, mm-hmm. that dopamine, that, uh, how do you call it, the happy hormones yeah, that will keep yeah. you to, to, to move on in the, in the right direction. Now, what then could be some of the benefits or basic benefit of someone being uh, resilient and for that matter, adaptable? Now, adaptability will increase business success because at any point in time, this person keeps on trying new things that are workable. These are people who could talk to new evidence and suggestions. They are not that rigid to turn a blind eye to things that will work for them and work for them well in the future. Adaptable entrepreneurs will earn their respect from their colleagues and their staff because these are people that will motivate this kind of people around them for them to embrace any change. Remember, the threats that faces businesses are unanticipated most of the time. So it only takes somebody who is that adaptable to be able to surmount the challenges that comes with such difficulties. Now, one of the skills that quickly I want us to look at, which I call the adaptability skills for the time, we will look at one of them, which is flexibility. Mm-hmm. One of the adaptability skills is flexibility. Now, entrepreneurs are likely to be confronted with challenges that requires quick and decisive decision to implement a change. Now, failure to arrive at a decision with the fast, as fast as possible, can lead the business into uh, a wrong hands or a ditch. Now, in order to do that, this called for an adaptable skills that is known as flexibility. Now, in flexibility, we are looking at three things here. Your ability to adjust and react to changes with regard to your emotions, your thoughts, your behavior. Now, it is worthy to know that flexibility ensures that entrepreneur stays afloat when adversity of businesses try to sink your business down. Now, flexibility comes in two periods. This is something I want us to take note. Now, in times of challenges, you need to adapt. And one of the ways to adapt is to be flexible. Now, to be flexible, we look at two things here. We have the period of distraction and the period of adjustment. 
Now, in the period of distraction, things have gone wrong with whatever strategy that you have. So this is where you do what we call the reality checks and find out what has really gone wrong. Now, you may have gotten everything in place now. The second area that you have to look at is the period of adjustment. Now, in the period of adjustment, it starts with you as a leader. Now, this is the situation whereby you know everything is set now, and you reassure yourself first and your subordinate or staff that we are ready to start the new process that the change brought about. So, mm-hmm. those two areas, when it comes to flexibility, is very, very important. Now, I want us to note something here. We talk about assertiveness the other week. We're talking about rigid, uh, rigidness, right? What I want us to note is that flexibility is not being unassertive. The fact that you adjust to situation does not mean that you are not assertive. That is not what we are talking about. It rather emphasizes a proper assertiveness because these are people that, that flex, that, that, that will become flexible based on new evidence. Mm-hmm. That is what brought to to the fore. Now, if you are not able to be flexible, there are so many businesses can run. Let me take a simple example of distant education in Ghana. Mm. Now, when, some years ago, I used to, uh, when I was in the University of Cape Coast, there was a lady that was working at Bank of Ghana. I don't know where she is now. She may be a big boss. I have to look for her. She has to travel every day from the workplace to UCC for classes. At that time, distant education was not that popular. Now, if UCC has not been flexible enough, yeah. it will still have lost out to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And as we speak now, I've not gone into their books, but I can tell you that distant education, which is a flexibility to that rigid and uh, that Cape Coast-like education by UCC has broadened their ability to reach a lot of people. Flexibility in the very, very important. Now, in adjusting, how do we now build flexibility? One of the ways to build flexibility, not only in business, but in general life, is to adjust your expectations. Mm. Most of the time, we go into business with a lot of expectations. We go into life with a lot of expectations, very high. Now, it gets to a time that reality dawns on us. Now, for us to be resilient and flexible enough to adapt to new things, we need to readjust <coughs> our expectations to make sure that we are really in tune with what we call the, the reality. Now, we have to debunk the idea of consistency in mentality, mm-hmm. right? This is uh, some years ago, right? Uh, if a leader takes a decision or a business executive takes a decision, he has to stand by it, defend it, even in the face of relevant evidence that this is not going to work. They see it as a challenge to their, to the, to, to, to their authority, that they don't say this, they don't decide on this and turn back. There is a situation whereby this is very good and confirmed, but when it comes to other relationships, you need to be able to, hold, to adjust. Very, very, very important. Debunk that idea. You know, Bill Gates, if you read about Bill Gates very well, he was one of the people that did not believe in internet speed and connectivity into the world. He predicted that this can go into houses and countries in 20 years' time. By five years' time, the man has to turn around and move into Microsoft. This is the man that uh, <laughs> pushed aside ego. Yeah. You get my So to build uh, uh, flexibility, you also need to avoid the, 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 the ego. Do not, do not go with the ego. 
do do not be too much be driven by the past. It's good that we learn from yeah. the past. The valuable lessons are picked up. But if the past has been successful, that does not mean that going into the near future, that still past can still hold. This is where the egos comes in. This is what I've been yeah. doing all this while. It mm. doesn't work like that. Yeah. We need to do away with ego. Flexibility also entails our li- willingness to listen. Remember, we've talked about ability to listen. And there's the clear indication, the reasons why God gives us one mouth and two ears. He wants us to <laughs> listen twice as we can all speak. So listening yeah. has the ability to allow you to be flexible. Right. Now, when you're listening, you'll be able to read meanings into people's new suggestions. And these are some of the new innovations that can really help you to withstand the test of time. Flexibility yeah. is very, very important. Now, Ghana is being flexible in so many areas. You get to my point. Don't greet. Don't do this. We need to survive. We need to stand the test of time. And we need to be flexible in doing that. Uh, I think you have some more points there, isn't it? Hold, hold those points for me. I want to give Isaac a few minutes to also share some thoughts and then we get interactive. And then while we wait for the phone lines, we'll continue to share those thoughts. So Isaac, you you are into consultancy. You you work with different companies, SMEs, corporates, startups and all of that. And you share thoughts with them on how to run their businesses exactly. in the specific area of emotional intelligence what has your experience been so i think uh, in the previous weeks james have uh, gone through a good uh, series of uh, the theories and models of uh, emotional intelligence and uh, we have worked with a number of clients like you said and a few observations we have made so maybe i'll pick it from where james ended yes on the on the bit on adaptability yeah. and flexibility yeah so we have two components of adaptability and flexibility. I'm talking about resilience here. Mm-hmm. So those who are proactively resilient and those who are reactively resilient. Mm-hmm. In the current situation as we have it now, for example, coronavirus, telling me to be resilient is very easy. I mean, whatever you tell me now, I'll do it. Say, mm-hmm. don't shake hands. I will easily not shake hands because I can see the, the results. That comes in more expensive because you have to bring all resources at a time as needed. The proactive resilient companies are able to anticipate and prepare. So it becomes easier and cheaper. I'll give you an example. I mean, we have had uh, Ebola in other African countries. Some countries took the opportunity to actually set up frameworks, committees and task force to deal with situations of such. So in the current coronavirus situation, they they just kick up whatever they have in place, and it's cheaper. This is on the institutional level. At the individual level, maybe I can help with a little uh, background of models that we use. Every human action is preceded by an emotion. You will feel a certain way just before the action. So there's very little time to really change when you are feeling the emotion. The most important thing is every emotion also has an underlining story or perception or mindset as you call it. Some will call it opinion, some will call it perspectives. And this one you have built it up over time. Either how you have been brought up or the books you have read or the things you have seen. So these feed into your emotions when you see something. So I've analyzed four things. Mm. There is a fact, which is what you can see, your five senses, what you can hear, what you can feel. These things, you can't change it. 
when the light comes on, <laughs> you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. But when the light comes on, between myself and James here, when the light goes off now, what I will be thinking and what James will be thinking could be different. Mm -hmm. And that will influence how we will feel differently. Mm -hmm. And immediately our actions will be different. So when I really want to change your action, I go to the story you are telling yourself, mm -hmm. the mindset with which you are anticipating or the mindset with which you are reacting. So this is what we've seen with organizations. Most of the time they skip that space. Although they try to do it in their own way, in terms of communication, in terms of initiatives, human beings want reasons to do what you're asking them to do. If you don't give them reason, probably they will still do it, but they will find their own reasons, which is their right. So when the reasons are different amongst the people like that, then you are not able to synchronize and have a consistent action as you desire. In the space of resilience, it is highly recommended. First point is to be proactively resilient. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have coronavirus now. What could be the next thing that will happen, similar to coronavirus or different from coronavirus? Can we put something in place, not just to handle this one, but possibly another one that may come in the next 20 or 40 years. This is the proactive side. The reactive side is what we are in now. And to, and to James' point, for you to feel okay to react, there's a story you are telling yourself. There are people who actually believe that, oh, this thing, ah, nothing much will happen. There's <laughs> chickens, you know. So this story will make you act differently. If the organization is not able to mature the story well for the organization itself, then people are not likely to adapt easily because they say, ah, what are they saying? Now they say when you come, you should do sanitizer every day. Ah, is it you important? Know, this is getting really interesting. At this point, I want us to get interactive. So yeah. I'll be opening the phone line shortly so that our listeners can also be a part of it because the examples are real. Essentially, what I hear you say is that before you do anything, we're talking about, about resilience, yeah. how you react, whether or not you're resilient or you are resilient in a good way or in a bad way, depends on how you feel, yeah. depending on what's happened to you exactly or right before you make a certain decision. Yeah. And that's key because people need to understand that that's the space they skip. You know, all they know is that I don't like this thing. They, they forget the fact that something triggered a certain emotion which caused them to arrive at that feeling. Time taken in the studio, 43 minutes past the hour of one. We'll be opening the phone line shortly. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on the Superstation. We're spending time in the studio with Mr. James Addison and also with another special in-studio guest today, Mr. Isaac Edupong, who's a strategist and a consultant that's sharing some thoughts with us. Keep your dial locked right here. We'll be opening the phone line shortly. So we're still in the month of March. Mr. Mm -hmm. Addison, this is your birth month, right? Yeah, and we also have a birth month for one of our favorite producers in the studio, yeah. Abeku Sankofi. Happy birthday to you. We will be sharing uh, a song right right away. Yeah. And this is also in celebration of the Ghana month yeah. here at Multimedia. So this one is from Dinah Hamilton and it says Joyful Noise. Let's take a quick listen. When we come back, we continue with our discussion. Mo 
And you can interact with us via Facebook at Joy Business or at Joy 99.7 FM. And if you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM. Don't forget to hashtag Masterclass. You can also send us a text on 1422 across all networks or join the WhatsApp conversation on 0244-340437. And our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back to the show. This is Masterclass here on the Superstation Joy 99.7. So do you have any motor vehicle of any kind? Because if you do, I've got some great news for you. Gauss new super synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 loops are the best engine oils for your vehicle. They are specially engineered engine oils which efficiently work on all your modern petrol and diesel engines. They clean, they protect, they reduce fuel consumption, they prolong oil change intervals and they enhance your vehicle performance right from when you start up till when you switch off. So go to any girl filling station today and grab the new girl super synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 loops, which are superior engine oils for your superior vehicle performance. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. So we're back in the studio now. Numbers to call 0302216541. We're opening the phone lines right away. 0302. 0302- Two one six five four one, or you can send us a message on zero two four four three four zero four three seven. Give us a call. We're discussing being resilient emotionally. Being resilient emotionally. Um, I got the message from Kweku Adebri. Kweku, thank you for the correction. Thomas Edison, not James Edison, is the inventor of the light bulb. But I've also got one from Ken in Legon. Ken says, "Hi, master class. A typical example of adaptability and flexibility is a situation where the churches." are having to move on to online services as a result of the presidential directive yeah. on social gatherings. So that's Ken from Legon. Keep your comments coming on 0244-340-437. Otherwise, give us a call on 0302-216-541. I've got a caller on the line. Uh, good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Yeah, good afternoon. Yes, your name, where you're calling from? My name is Mohammed. I'm calling from Abdelkuma, Juma. Mohammed, talk to me. Good afternoon. You're welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Right. And what makes me call is 
I am very, very glad that I am a fan of Joy FM. Mm. Because of Joy FM let me get a lot. Right. That even school can never give me. That is why I call to say I am glad. And now the social media that we are using, mm. I want to cherish the journalism to keep on doing their good work for the motherland. So Thank that you. everything will go on freedom for us because of now every education is on the social media. Mm. And look at I am in my one corner mm. getting good things. What is so good in the Joy FM like this? Thank you very much for good work for the motherland. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mohammed. That was Mohammed uh, helping us celebrate our 25 years of excellence in media. Thank you so much, Mohammed. Phone lines are now open. We're discussing business resilience, emotional resilience in business here on Masterclass. Pick up that phone. Give us a call, 0302216541. Otherwise, send us a comment on 0244-340-437. If you're driving, do not text while you drive. Make sure you park off the road safely, and then you can send us your comment. Isaac, let me ask you this question. Ms. Addison, when he was talking about being flexible, talked about people who are able to change their mind. And sometimes, you know, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as CEOs, sometimes um, we, I won't say they, we are a bit <laughs> full of ourselves and a bit, you know, because, I mean, Charlie, we know where we come from. You know what I mean? We've been in the gutters. We've worked yeah. when nobody was there. It was just us now. The business yeah, at a certain right, level. Yeah, yeah. And kind of you, yeah. you make a decision and you see that it's going bad. Mm. And you were so strong about that decision. Everybody said, listen, this is not going to work. Mm. And at some point, you have to change your mind. Yeah. Does being flexible as a business owner become synonymous with being weak? Mm-hmm. Or let me flip the question. Does being, um, let's say, insistent on your position mean that you are foolhardy? So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> whichever way it is. Let's talk about the business owner who doesn't want to change his mind. What are the pluses and the minuses? Yeah. So I, I think you, you can look at both sides. I mean, the world is moving beyond this is bad, this is good. What the world is looking at is how can we make whatever situation better? Better, right. Whatever situation, how can we make it better? So then when you are able to say it is bad, which is white, it is wrong, which is black, then you don't allow people to contribute into the space to make things better. So traditionally, we have been trained to look at what is wrong and what is right. So, I mean, from school, when they mark your exams, you're either right or wrong. So mm. you grow with that mindset and it becomes part of you. And therefore, when you make a decision that you are convinced is right, any other decision is wrong for you. Mm-hmm. This is the mindset that we come with. And we live in a very dynamic world, and a particular decision can take you that far, and that same process may not take you to the next level. Mm-hmm. But of course, as human as you are, you, are you, have, you have had experience of enjoying this thing that you have done over the years with all the successes that have come with it. You have produced all the serotonin and dopamine you have enjoyed over the years with this same process. So it becomes a bit difficult for you to just accept a different way Viewpoint. of doing it, which is fair, human as you are. It takes the entrepreneur with the proactive reflect, um, uh, flexibility that I talked mm-hmm. about. Thinking of the story behind it to say that, yes, I know this far and I can know better. When it is not explained in a story form to the rest of the people you are trying to persuade or convince, then you feel like you are being weak because that people will not talk from your point of view as well. 
Okay, I think I've got a caller on the line. I've got Jacob on the line. Let's talk to Jacob. Good afternoon, Jacob. You're welcome to Masterclass. Thank you very much. Actually, um, I'm so much uh, happy listening to the presentation today. I've been monitoring the program for quite a long time. Thank you, Jacob. And then this is the right topic that interference of this nation mm. needs to develop because the challenges in Ghana in being entrepreneur is as huge as the word huge. Mm. So this is a good topic that will encourage us, that will actually build us yes. for the future because I'm a change agent. I think wherever I am, I must change something. Mm-hmm. You get it. From my teaching days experience at Aquinas Secondary School, I had to change things. Even when they said at that time computer result wasn't common. I was the first teacher who got laptop mm. and I became I became an enemy, even the headmaster was and even the headmaster got <laughs> laptop. <laughs> and today they have a they have a lab uh, one computer lab. Computer lab, yes. Yes. So at that time when they were fighting me, I told them this is the teacher that we are supposed to every teacher should be able to go. Yeah. If they should buy a projector, they told me how many teachers can use the projector. Mm. And I said, I can use it as a sports, uh, uh, what they call a person, at the mm-hmm. PE department. Mm-hmm. Go to science department. The biology master, the physics master can you send only three teachers so they won't buy the projector. Today, you have a projector. Mm-hmm. Let's come to the business of this day. I produce Ghana knowledge. If mm-hmm. I tell the challenges that I'm going through, it's terrible. A lot of people, they have the money, but they don't know. It's like they, they are frustrated. Yeah. And I'm trying to put them together and educate. I said, the, the best thing is, let the people know the health benefits of money. Mm-hmm. And they will change it whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've tried put, putting them together, and we are gradually coming together with papers and how to, I'm teaching them how to even store it. can store it for over five years, ten years. Yeah. But the bottom line is, who is to finance it? That's a challenge. And gradually, we are putting our heads together and we are navigating the difficulty. Mm. So I'm so happy that uh, this topic has come and people who are listening will actually learn mm. that the processes we are going through is not going to be uh, static. It's not stagnant. There's right. a future. But we need to adapt and prove a point. Mm-hmm. You see, that we say, I said that it is, it is, God will punish us if we sit down for a white man to produce knowledge juice for us. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the Americans, they don't have, the plant doesn't grow in their, in their land, their soil. Mm-hmm. If you plant your face, man, it will die. But they travel to Polynesia, they cross continent, go and take knowledge fruit, bring it to America, come and produce, and sell to the rest of the world at exorbitant price. We have knowledge plants here, which grows throughout the year, even though mm-hmm. the plant is doing well. So why should we sit here in Ghana? For a white man to produce only for us, and the right. that is of quality better than, than what's coming support. from outside. So, why are we not getting financial support? Is mm. it that people are, are, are a little bit reluctant to go into something which is difficult or what? Um, for, for those thoughts because we need to you know there's something you said Miss Addison yeah. that the only thing that does not change yeah. is change yeah. itself and so things that he started when he was back in school today it's become prolific at the time he was bastardized for it like everyone else yeah. who has seen ahead of their time like Galileo yeah. who said that the world was round yeah. I mean you know so 
um, thank you for not stopping, Jacob. Thank you that you haven't stopped. You are still trying and working very hard. Uh, there are a lot of like-minded people. Mr. Addison, you want to... Yes, yes I will ask Jacob to be driven by future and its opportunities mm-hmm. and not the challenges yeah. he's seen. Now, Jack Ma said, anything that was going to solve a problem for me in two years mm-hmm. wasn't a problem. You want solutions that are, that are yeah. so far away, 10 mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. 20 years, that can bring a good solution. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. The first caller, Ken. Mm-hmm. Ken has won himself a ticket for the emotional intelligent role. Oh, wow. Business. Okay. Yeah. So he sent so, us something on masterclass. Yes, okay. So, so. And the other one too, I'm also giving. No, so let's let's say it slowly. What has Ken won? Ken, if you are listening, yeah. Ken at Legon. Ken, Ken is to join me on the the role of emotional intelligence in business businesses. This is for young CEOs. Right. So I'm not a CEO. Don't come and worry us. Okay. Aspiring or an existing young one. So where does he pick his ticket up? They will come and pick it here. I will bring it next week. But then it's on hold because of the Corona. Right. Okay. Virus. So Ken, so I'm being flexible. Next week your ticket will be at the front desk. The, the other gentleman man is coming for uh, emotional intelligent first aid. Well, this, this is Jacob. The, yeah. No, the the, the second Mo- Mohammed. Mohammed. Yeah, okay. Mohammed was okay. something like that. Yeah. Okay. So Mohammed, you've also won yourself a ticket to one of Miss Addison's uh, programs, training programs. You can also pick up your ticket at the front desk next week. But here's a few things that Miss Addison's center does. He's the first emotional intelligence center in Ghana. He set it up and he conducts research and training and teaches people of all ages and kinds in corporates, SMEs, individual businesses on the value of emotional intelligence. He also helps people to identify and develop their own emotional intelligence. He also provides training programs which supports leaders, coaches, consultants, and organizations, and how to apply the knowledge of emotional intelligence to their business. So, by all means, you want to link up with Mr. Addison. He'll share his contacts here on the show. He's back here on the show with us again next week anyway. But Isaac, some closing thoughts from you. I, I really wanted to congratulate uh, the last caller, was his name? Jacob. Jacob. Yes. I mean, for his uh, persistence, mm. not giving up his dream. Mm. Uh, what I just needed to add to that, to sometimes when we try to share our vision or passion or idea with people and, and they don't buy into it, we easily flex it to say, okay, they don't understand me, leave them. Mm. 30 years ago, 50 years ago, you could do that and still feel like finally you will get there. Mm-hmm. The competition now will not allow you to come back next time to come and explain. All I'm trying to say is when people don't understand you, don't blame them. Keep at it. You need to find the alternative ways you can get them to understand you. It is an emotional intelligence mm-hmm. like what are they looking at that I'm not seeing? Mm. The typical response you have with most people is my idea. You don't understand. Okay, forget about it. Right. So that is just what I wanted to add to him. Okay. Ms. Addison, to 10 seconds. Yes. <laughs> your last word, Ms. Addison. Our success is built on our ability to adapt. Our success is built on our ability to adapt. Next week, we're back here again on the show. Up next is the news at 2. My name is Yabanafu. Thank you so much uh, for the pleasure of spending time with us. We'll see you same time next week. Thank you.